Hello, Radio Laurier. Is your station manager, Jackson Wells, here chatting with a lovely group out of Fredericton, New Brunswick. Chamber pop duo slash trio, Palmer. We're joined by Emily Kennedy on cello and vocals, Mark Klein on viola, and Charles Harding on synth. Thank you folks so much for, for coming down and chatting with us. How are you doing today? Doing really well. Yeah, doing good. Yep. Great. Yeah. Thanks so much. I guess the first question I'll ask is to Emily, your Laurier, Laurier alumni. Can you tell us a little bit about your Laurier experience? Yeah, I did the music program at Laurier few, like almost 10 years ago, 10 years ago now, <laughs> which was a little sobering to, to, to kind of piece together while we were driving down. Yeah, I had an awesome time at Laurier. It was like definitely was what inspired me to like do music as a full-time profession. So. Did you, I guess, like major, I guess, in cello is, I guess, technically the way you'd put it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did cello performance. Awesome. All right. I guess we'll start at the beginning. How did this kind of project come together and where kind of its roots roots found yeah so mark and i had met doing our masters and we we're we're a couple so when he had moved to new brunswick we were just kind of jamming in the evenings and we realized it was like oh this is actually kind of fun like this is kind of cool because we were both classically trained musicians and it's just like a really nice outlet just to do something for ourselves yeah, that's where it kind of started. And then we recorded our album, Swimming, that just came out in January. And we realized that there was no way that we would be able to replicate it live mm-hmm. with just the two of us. So Charlie, our dear friend Charlie, kindly joined the band. Yeah, and it's been awesome. Fantastic. And I guess you you said that you folks are classically trained. Obviously, this is maybe less traditional uses of, of your talents. What What kind of took you from I'm, I'm playing kind of classically trained uh, pieces and now I'm kind of in this, I guess more, I guess chamber pop kind of duo. Where's kind of the, your, your roots in classical takes into kind of the, the more poppy music? Yeah. Well, it's really common for people to like ask for string players to join them with mm-hmm. bands. Like it's like just like to fill out a sound. So it kind of had gotten started, both of us, just from like, jamming with bands and then you kind of realize like oh I, I, I can do this too and I, I had done that actually a little bit while I was at Laurier they have a really awesome ensemble called Ice it's like improv based and that I think was <laughs> what broke the ice for me <laughs> I'm sure people have made that terrible joke many times <laughs> but that's kind of like was like the first thing that kind of got me away from just playing like strictly classical music that was like written down and preset mm-hmm. for you, which was really, really awesome. I guess it was like similar for me playing in sort of random indie bands and projects like over time. Yeah. And then Emily was playing with Charlie in your band property for a while. And then when I was up for the summer, I, I joined you guys for like a couple shows and that was a lot of fun. <laughs> And that was at the same time that Emily and I were jamming. And so, yeah, so that sort of opened up the, the idea box of, of what we could do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and on my end of the puzzle, I feel like I fit in quite well with these two because I studied electroacoustic music, so mm-hmm. like classical music approaches to like early electronic music techniques. So 
So I feel like I, I have the same level of kind of, or a similar level of nerdery that's yeah. attached to what I do that I feel very comfortable with, with these two. So it kind of fits like a, like a glove. <laughs> Beauty. All right. Next question I have for you is what's the like New Brunswick scene like? You're based out of Fredericton now. Is that kind of the hub in the area or I, I don't know. I don't know too much about it. So I'm curious to know what it's like out there for, for musicians. Yeah, New Brunswick. Yeah. Oh, it's it's an extremely nurturing space for people who are interested in being music people on all on all formats, you know. I find that like when someone wants to start a project and they're serious about it, like, you know, they really want to engage with community and and spaces and people, that people usually have their backs, you know, like people will come see their show and will encourage them to perform, you know, and that's kind of the it's it's a beautiful thing because in, in in larger city spaces it can be quite competitive and difficult to kind of stick out amongst the crowd yeah. if that's what you're trying to do. So I find New Brunswick specifically is like yeah a nurturing space, which is nice, but a space that also it's like possible to you know grow and have sustainability at some point. You know, yeah. awesome. Yeah, I I feel similar ways about like the kitchen. Waterloo area. Obviously, we have proximity to to Toronto, but it is kind of far enough where it's it's its own bubble. And I know so many people who are in like four or five bands that are all kind of different. Yeah, that's really cool. Let's talk a little bit about swimming. I know you folks, this is technically your first album. You've been kind of together since 2018. What has kind of been the road to recording an album and then finally releasing it in January of this year, starting all the way back when you guys were first kind of putting out your first singles. I guess it's a very long question, but maybe what's it take? Well, I think we just really took our time trying to figure out our sound and trying to figure out like how we wanted to like share our music. So yeah, we had worked on a couple of EPs that we had put out over the course of those years. And I just like used that time also to figure out how to actually like navigate the music industry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we we had been working on getting this album ready for the last two years. So we had recorded it in 2022, and then just have been doing like the classic singles drop. So yeah. it like it kind of expands <laughs> your release cycle a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it definitely felt organic, and. I'm glad we did it that way and that we didn't kind of rush anything because it gave us a chance to like play and experiment and get better at writing. <laughs> right, yeah. And what's what's it kind of like now? Like a big kind of like a sigh of relief now that it's out or now that now it's even more work because you're, you're, you're out on tour? Well, yeah, it's like the, the, the touring is a whole other part of it, but it's fun playing live shows. It is a huge relief to have it out. And we're actually like this March, we're going to be having a, a nice little writing, writing intensive together just in prep for the next thing. Very exciting. Um, th- thinking about like recording, kind of like what's that process like? I know you guys, I've, I've read you kind of got in and just kind of did it and got out. And then what's what's it like to to record in kind of a, I guess, less DIY space? I know a lot of people are doing recording like from home so during the pandemic, but now like in a studio, what's what's that like? Yeah, it was like we had sort of two sessions that were like a month apart, two months apart or something. So for the first one, we like over-prepared. Like we wrote every part that we would be recording in the studio 
and like made sure everything was like really fleshed out and we had a plan. And then we had a couple songs with us that we took into the studio that were less fleshed out. And we found like working with Josh, the producer, it was really easy to work with the more bare bones stuff because he would have a good idea like taking the song this direction or filling this out with some sound. And we like understood what each other were, was meaning, like when he needed this kind of sound or that kind of sound. And so we're all on the same page. So we realized how easy it was to like come in with something like the, the bare bones and then the words and then making a song out of that in the studio. So we did a, we did a mix, but then the, the second time we, we came in, we, we had more bare bones stuff. Which, which did you prefer? Which kind of process? The kind of really overanalyzed or the just hoping for the best? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it as hoping for the best. I think it's just like you, you have a, like a, a clean palette or like a, a fresh canvas. And so it's nice having someone else be there as a sounding board. And that it almost feels more collaborative, like you're crafting something together versus like presenting, like coming and presenting me like, doo, 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 you know, like um, having a whole set idea already constructed. So like the, for me, the the blank canvas was really fun because it just whenever you like latch onto a good idea or you do something that works you have like all this validation people right, are like yeah, yeah this one this so it was just really thrilling seeing something come together so quickly and like josh like working with a producer like josh he's so good at what he does that it can facilitate that like really fast-paced flow mm-hmm. um yeah so like i think like we like when people talk about like creative mental states like flow like definitely experienced that like you feel like you're like making something you know right yeah and i think like both processes are are great like it is nice to have like a whole day to figure out like a few parts by yourself when you're doing a demo but then some really cool stuff happens in the studio when it's just try this and then you do it and Mm -hmm. it sounds good and then it's hard to replicate that because it was like in the moment yeah, it was pretty neat. Yeah, and also like it, the, just the the idea of like a flow state, and you know the experience that you two had recording with Josh reminds me of also later the experience that the three of us had recording at the at the Gribble Tapes Music Club residency in Nova Scotia, where it was like a three day intensive, and this really awesome engineer Corey Bonavie was there recording us, and. We basically had zero material planned for this collaborative piece that we were doing with an artist called Keeper E and sat down and in one day fully improvised and completed a track that was like, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of cool, you know, Mm -hmm. and and just like this idea of like jumping into a recording session and experiencing, you know, and being in the environment where like the environment's supportive enough to like to allow for that type of flow state, especially from like an artist perspective is so nice. Totally. What does it take when you're recording to be like that? That's it. That's, that's right. Maybe, maybe not right. Or it's not perfect, but like, this is kind of what we, what we want. Obviously a lot of experimentation, a lot of collaboration, but what, what kind of, what, when's that, what's that moment where it's like this, this feels like we've got it. I think it's just the feeling, like how it makes you feel. Because, like, the, that's the beautiful thing about music, right? It's like you're touching someone in a way that words can't. Yeah. And it's once you kind of feel like you've at least, like, tried to distill that into a moment. For me, that's that's when you know you've got the, the thing. 
even if it's not perfect, you know, like yeah. sometimes something can be like technically not correct, but then if it has that essence to it, that's what you have to capture. Yeah. And, and for me, I think it's when I'm listening to what else is going on while I'm doing my thing, that's usually what creates the best stuff is when I'm less focused on exactly like what sound I'm making and if it's in tune or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you like expand your listening to see where your part would fit and expand something or like give room for something, then usually after that, that's when it it sounds good because it was like conscientious of what, what else is going on. Yeah, totally. Now let's talk a little bit about touring. What is What has that been like this time around? Have you folks been like this area as this kind of project for for music and what's 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 the process been like so far yeah this is our first time playing in kw which is funny because i lived here for six years five years six years like we've been we've been here for different projects like we've toured with charlie's project property Mm -hmm. and we've played here a couple times but as palmer this is our first time which is cool because i also used to live right around the corner from the Yeti and I used to go there all the time. (laughs) So it's nice to finally like do the full circle coming together moment for that. Definitely like we've been really, really lucky with weather. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Touring in February is we were a little, I I, I should say I was a little nervous about embarking on that just because some of the snowstorms can just really derail plans. Um, Not in the best corridor of travel for that either. Yeah, yeah. So we've been really fortunate, and it's looking like. And I should knock on wood. I don't want to do that and ruin your your audio tape. But it's all good. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it will be fine on our way back. But we've kind of like stepped it up a little bit. Like we've we've toured across Canada, and when we did that, we were camping the whole time mm-hmm. and playing a show. Well, so setting up, playing a show, tearing down driving maybe 30 minutes to a campsite, then setting up camp, tearing down in the morning. It was just, it was a lot. It was hardcore. It was was hard. And also, well, like, you have also driven, like, eight hours that day as well, like, across, like, (laughs) like, you know, Manitoba. Right. Canada's so (laughs) big. (laughs) So this time around, like, we were lucky with having some really nice places to crash with friends and then like here we're staying in a hotel which feels very luxurious <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been, like i've been playing music live for like almost 15 years and i have never had a hotel tour you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it feels like we're like finally adults <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it must be at a certain point you just gotta commit what's it like touring with a cello <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Like, you, you have to be a little bit more mindful of temperature. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't leave it in the car just because if it gets really hot or really cold, it can really mess it up. But, yeah, it, I mean, I guess just like any other instrument, it's big. We're lucky we're not dra- traveling with a drum kit. so That's true. Yeah, so I guess it would be kind of equivalent to anyone who's done that. <laughs> Fair enough. Kind of wrapping up a little bit, what 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 are some things that you're looking forward to for, for the rest of the tour? Obviously, all the shows are super exciting and they're all going to be great, but is there anything that you've kind of looking forward to that you maybe haven't had the chance to do before or anything that maybe you've already done on the tour that's been super exciting? I'm personally quite excited for the performance that we're going to have in Fredericton. Um, it's a performance that's being presented by the University of New Brunswick Arts Center, and it's with a expanded string ensemble, with like two extra violin players and a double bass. Um, and it's 
going to be so much fun. And I yeah. actually I actually don't have to do that much <laughs> when it happens because a lot of the parts that I typically play are being played by them. So I'll just be like, I'll just be standing there trying to do my best, but also trying to look cool. You know? <laughs> yeah, for me, it's like, it's just nice to like go around and tour the album, like, because we've been sitting on it for a while, like being active with it, but it's nice to like just go play shows and like have the album released. Yeah, so that that's fun. Yeah, it's also been we're we're also doing the math. It's been about six years since we've been in this area, so it's been really nice seeing old friends and catching up. And like obviously, like playing the music is really fun and great, but it's been really lovely just like connecting with people and making new friendships. And yeah, <laughs> yeah it's been great. One more. Yeah. I'm real I'm really like there's been a couple sandwiches that I've really wanted <laughs> from this area that I haven't been able to have, have for a long time. Like there's like a deli in Cambridge. It's called Azores, I think. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I think like right after this. Immediately <laughs> after this I'm going to get a sandwich. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Okay, just kind of kind of bring it to the end. Where can folks learn more? There will be some shows that you guys will be playing as things go along. Where do you want people to check you guys out at? Uh, we're on all of the all of the online things. We've got a website, but we're also on Instagram and Facebook. Our handle is Palmer P A L L M E R Music, and yeah, we also have a mailing list. If anyone is into receiving mailing lists, that they can sign up for on our website. Awesome. All right, Palmer. Thanks. All for right. Chatting. Yeah. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for coming down and chatting with us, and be sure to check out Palmer anywhere you can. All right. Have a great day.